Welcome to the Hallmark Cafe. I'm Michael. And I'm Diane. Come on in. Your table is ready. Tonight, I'm gonna fall in Well, welcome back to the cafe. The cafe where everything tastes great. It does. (laughs) (laughs) And it's less filling. (laughs) (laughs) Is he still working here, less filling? Less filling. (laughs) Oh. Less with one S. Sorry about that. Well, you know, in keeping with our desire to uh, put a spotlight on the people who make your favorite Hallmark movies, today in the Hallmark Cafe, we have invited a special guest. He's an accomplished actor based in Vancouver, who in 1984 chose acting as a second career. He has appeared in nearly 30 Hallmark movies since 2014. You know, he's become such a familiar face, uh, whether it's the local news journalist in the Baker Sun, a mayor in Chesapeake Shores, a governor in When Calls the Heart, or a trusted father figure. And, you know, to me, he's always that guy. He's always that guy. And, you know, if you're just listening to this, you'll say, that guy, I know that voice, that guy's voice. And if you see our link on uh, you know, Instagram, if you follow us on Instagram, we'll put some great pictures up there. So today, we want to welcome to the table, Mark Brandon. We are so excited to have Mark Brandon with us today. He is, to me, he's a star. He's also that guy. Whenever we, a movie would come on and I'd say, that guy, I'm so excited, that guy. And I finally learned names and you know, felt like I'd graduated from something. But uh, Mark, so welcome to the program. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad, really glad to be here. I'm glad you invited me aboard. I just, I just want you to know how impressed we are with your extensive background. And you came to it late. But let's go back to... I did. Let's I go did back to where you, you came from, which is uh, California. So, Michael, yeah. you... Yeah. You, uh, we came from the, we grew up in the same neck of the woods. I'm originally from Scotland, so I was an import to right. Orange County, but you're from Westminster, Westminster. right? Westminster. I went, yes, I went to Westminster. Yeah, I grew up there. Yeah, and uh, I was yeah, one of the big towns you thought you'd never see. That's true. And I was a couple of towns over in Los Alamitos, and uh, right. and I went to Golden West College, which wasn't far from Westminster. Yeah. And so, I went to Orange Coast. I, I went to Orange Coast once too. And then I went to Golden oh, West. I tried out no, all the colleges. You know, so. <laughs> he was a college shopper. Tell me. Oh, no, God. Tell I've, us. Been college. I've been to it. Yeah. Now, you, you were a fireman. Is that right? In seven years, yeah. Uh-huh. No, like a fireman that, that's like you really went out there with the hoses and the trucks and everything? Or, More I mean, than I, guess, I care to talk about. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Well, I, I'll take it. In my last year when I was contemplating leaving to, to go into acting, I um, came back from a rather big brush fire, and I was in in the bathroom in, in, at the station, and I leaned into the mirror, and my face was swollen. It was uh, from second-degree burns from fighting the fire. Wow. And I thought to myself, you know what? If I get a third-degree burn, I ain't going to go on to showbiz. <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I put in my notice not long after that. So had you already been thinking about doing that then? Uh, is this yeah, I had. I, I've been... Uh, in fact, I think I probably uh, subsidized the, the Tums uh, company by taking antacids, trying to decide whether or not to go. Because for many months, I would sit on the edge of my bed, and you know how they turn their boots down, mm-hmm. the, the pants over the boots, so that when you jump out of bed, you can jump right into your boots and pull your pants and suspenders up. I would sit there 
put the boots down the side of the bed and then just kind of like rest here on the edge of the bed, trying to make up my mind every night for wow. months, wow. for wow. months trying to do it. Because, you know, like my mom said, that was, you left a lot of security behind when, when right. you walk right. away from that life. And I thought, I thought my captain was going to give me hell, you know, just go, yeah, you, you nuts, that's a pipe dream. He shook my hand and said, I can't believe you're doing this. He says, you know, you've got all my support. He said, I wish I had the guts to do this. Wow. Now, you were a fireman. Yeah. Were you ever on a calendar? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the reason, I'm sorry, Dan, the reason I scoff is because I never had that, that you know, machismo bod to, to be photographed. Well, I don't know. You're a pretty <laughs> handsome <laughs> guy. <laughs> well, yeah. so you, you went into modeling first, though. I did. I did. But, you know, back in the day, all you had to do was just be within a reasonable uh, weight category, which I was. I was okay. I just didn't have the carb six-packs. I just didn't do any shirt-off kind of things. I did mostly, you know, clothing. When you were a kid, did you think about acting way younger, or this was really a surprise to you as you as you uh, become an adult? You know, actually both, Michael, because in in um, it was in the seventh and eighth grade where I really fell in love with um, writing skits and performing them, and and we had a program where you know every year you could put on skits at at the show theater, and all the kids would would come in, you know. Uh, and I, I was writing those, just loving them, you know, and casting everybody and everything. I sort of fell into it by accident. I just something to do, you know, something crazy. And then, you know, I got older in high school, and I just left it behind, thinking, well, you know, it's time to start thinking about more adult-like things, you know. And then by the time I went to college, um, I was preparing to go out into the adult world and leave, and leave that way behind. That was that was way back in the back in the day. But it's really funny. When I became a fireman, I, I was so dissatisfied with where I was that all I could think about were those wonderful days, you know, performing and writing and doing all those wonderful creative things. And I, like I said, I just sat there for six months and ate tums, you know, <laughs> staring at my boots trying to make up my mind. It was a, it was a tough decision. Were you down? I think I read that you were down in San Diego as a fireman. Did, did you then move up to L.A.? Just go for it. Yeah, that's how that's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. So, did you immediately look for an agent, or uh, how? What was the process for you? I uh, well, I, I started studying my rear end off. I studied as hard as I could for as long as I could that you know time would allow, and it let and yet give me enough time to, to work. You know, as a janitor or a security guard to you know to keep a roof over my head and food on the table. Um, within about a year, I started asking to go see agents, but it was so typical because too many actors go out too soon. You know, they, they learn to play a chord on the guitar and then they go, I'm ready to be in, be in the symphony, right? You know, that's the way we all are. And it took years really to, to grow and season into what I, I know and can do now. I just did a movie not long ago with Barbara Niven. I don't know if you guys saw Miss Christmas Comes to Town. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Oh, good. Yep. Because in that movie, the director complimented us both. She says, you guys, I, I, you, have, you have a good chemistry. And I thanked the director. And that chemistry just consisted of listening to Barbara. That's all it was. Just, just really tuning in and hearing what she had <clears throat> to say and having the attitude, I'd sure like to put us back together again. And that's all it was. It's, that was my... my Character. I mean, some actors will go to great lengths, you know, method actors will go to great 
privilege to do that. We were going to bring up that movie because we just watched it. We rewatched that. We movie. actually will skip through and watch just your scenes with Barbara Niven to see it again. And it's uh, just you're really so good. you're so easy together. And it, maybe yeah. it's because you knew each other from Chesapeake Shores. From I don't Chesapeake know. Shores, but yeah. Yeah. you mm-hmm. both have this a similar. I don't, I'd love to see you both in like a feature film someday. Oh, you know, I mean, I just I just think it would just be magical. Well, you know, you know, so, you know, to kind of go back a little bit, you uh, were studying acting. You finally got a big break someplace. Now, what would that what was that first big break that you got? Well, it wasn't a big break. It was more like a little snap. <laughs> what I uh, back in the day, uh, if you're a union member and you, you got a little part they uh, had a category under five and then over five lines. Anything under five was was lesser pay, so that's how I broke in. I, I got uh, a recurring character for three episodes on Days of Our Lives. Wait, 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 and wait a minute. Just, wait, you've just, said the magic I, word I just, for Diane. I, I just have to say, I, I don't know if I've seen you in here. <laughs> I wonder. Big Days I am, of Our Lives I'm telling fan. you, when I saw that, I, I'm a huge Days of Our Lives fan. Oh, I've right. watched it my whole life. And, um, you know, it started when I was five, but, um, maybe I was 10. Um, you know, I, I, cause I looked for you in the book and you, obviously they didn't have you in the book and I was kind of mad about that. What your but, character well, was, that's, Dennis, that's how important was yeah. Dennis Green, was that your character's name or something? That's like exactly that? right. Yeah. I was a investigative reporter for the Salem Chronicle, a whopping three, uh, episodes, uh, but it was exciting for me. The first, in fact, I, I recently worked with uh, Lisa Rennie. Is that it? Oh, Lisa Rinna, yeah, yeah. She she was in. She played Billy in several episodes. Yes, uh, Lisa Rinna. Yeah, I think she did a whopping six hundred episodes or more. And, yeah, she did a lot. Uh, when we were in makeup together recently, in a, in a project that I can't I can't talk about because uh, of the um, non disclosure agreements. But I, I I said, you know. I complimented her on being on Days of Our Lives and said it was great to work with her and that that's where I cut my teeth, three little under fives. And she she really lit up. She goes, well, there you go. We're Days of Our Lives alumni. You know? That's right. That's great. That's right. Because it would have been her. It would have been uh, Wayne Northrup, uh, of course, Dieter Hall. I, I remember, that's that's one of my, my very first scenes with Wayne. I'm just, I was just really excited that you had Days of Our Lives. And I wanted to ask you, is it uh, is it much different doing? I mean, it's it is different because you they go so fast. I mean, I don't know how oh, they yeah. memorize that it's kind of a factory. It, it, in fact, I worked on General Hospital too, and it was just lickety split. It's like you walk in, make a boom to the set, start rehearsing, and go get some notes from the director and the makeup department while you're getting remade up and retouched. Yeah. Right back out, and you go. Yeah, that's it's amazing really to me. Factory, it's, yeah. it's not quite that fast on a Hallmark movie, but probably. <laughs> I mean, it's probably still you. Know, yeah, by comparison, I, I think doing TV movies is a lot more relaxed. It's yeah, a, it's a yeah. more human pace. Yeah. Yeah, soaps are fast. Boy, they're lightning fast. But you must have learned a lot doing that. Oh, I, I, I totally did. Yeah, it, I was uh, scared out of my mind, but I did manage to learn. <laughs> And then after that, um, well, let's see. What would have well, been I noticed your... you got a credit in the movie Mike's Murder, so that was a feature film. So you started doing some parts in films? Yeah, nobody's ever talked about that film. So thank you for bringing it sure. up. That just, I went, wow, that's right. Yeah, that was, that was my exposure to Deborah Winger. And it was neat because we worked uh, on location in downtown Los Angeles. And uh, it, we sat together 
all day long in these in those two in those folding canvas chairs. And now we sat next to each other and just chatted like, and she and she admitted to me how tough it was for her and that she was you know living out of her Volkswagen for a couple of days. Wow, it was some pretty wild stuff. Right, you know, right. you don't think of big stars as really going through that, but that she did, and then yeah. I had the immense respect for her. And you know, it's funny is is a, I found out she was really into Mexican food, so was I. So rather than go to lunch at catering, we uh, we walked to a Mexican little Mexican dive about two blocks away and just had the <laughs> nicest, greasiest burritos together. That was so much fun. That's L.A. Yeah, well, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, when did you when did you actually move to Canada, though? Uh, I immigrated in the summer of '89, late okay. summer. Of 89. All right. And did you go up there because there were productions, or what? What spurred you to go I, in that? I, I did. What's What spurred me on is having visited it before and, and just falling in love. You know, with the, the my goodness, the mountains, the waterfalls, everything. Um, I think the biggest factor that motivated me to do it was. That every time I was turning around, I, I was having to endure some kind of guild strike in Los Angeles. If it wasn't the writers, and it was the actors, and when the actors was the directors, and it just one after another after, and I got so tired of it. I I had heard a straw in the winds that that Vancouver was growing by leaps and bounds, so I uh, you know took a flight up there and talked to some union people who said, "Yeah, come on up. It, this is this is a ground floor opportunity." Mm-hmm. And I never looked back. Wow, that's fantastic. Was yeah. did you do? Were you able to get parts pretty quickly? Uh, how did how did you work your way into the to the? Yeah, just, well, luckily, you know, because having lived in Los Angeles and worked there for eight years, I I amassed enough episodic credits that it it served as you know all the doors flew open in Vancouver. Oh yeah, your experience. Come on in. We'll, we'll rep you. Sure. And I started working right away. And did you was it a conscious choice to go after the supporting roles, the 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 character actor type work, the you know because a lot of your parts in a lot of these movies are they're they're not long parts. they're they're very fast, and you probably spend what a couple of days shooting at, if that? Yeah, it tops on a lot of them unless I get a supporting, it's just a really quick in and out. Uh, that's why when I do get a supporting, i'm I'm just I'm really, really happy because that that means you know gonna be around a while. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting older too. So those leads go to the youngsters and as an older actor, I, I'm playing either a boss or a dad nowadays. So that's okay. Or a politician. That's, that's okay. That's my niche. And I accept yeah. that. Yeah. And of course, uh, a, uh, a venerable, uh, newscaster. I mean, you've done a oh. lot of newscaster. What, how many? You actually could be a newscaster at this point. You so, could you know. be. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I remember after a take, this director walked up to me and stared after, you know, instead of saying, we're going to print that, he said, he just looked at me and just said, I think you missed your calling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have people walk up to you and say, hey, I've seen you on the news? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, my, my wife thought I was uh, a CNN uh, news anchor when we met in Mexico. <laughs> That's great. You know, because these parts usually don't take probably a lot to to shoot. Um, is there is it possible for you to actually do uh, three or four a week on different productions, or is that over overdoing it? You know, time wise. Uh, 
No, I, I, there was one month when I thought I was going to lose my brains, but because I had four projects in, to do in one month. Yeah. And you know, those are four different characters, four different sets of lines. And that was about the toughest it ever got. Usually I'm, I'm working about every other month. So in these kind of parts, when you get these kind of parts, mm-hmm. I assume you don't get the whole script. So you just get what you're going to be doing. Is that how that works for you? Uh, no, in the audition, you just get the sides, right. you know, the, just a, a slice of what you're going to be doing. And if you get booked, then a couple of days later, you get your schedule and then a full script. Oh, great. So you do know, you yeah. get to know what the movie is really all about then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they want you to do a good job as much as I want to do a good job. They want you to know the whole context, which really can impact, you know, how you, how you speak. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it's, is it partly the director that decides? who the supporting actors are generally yeah it's it's a a committee of, of a couple of producers and the director well i was going to go back and say i think from your list your first and you made you'll know better than me your first yeah. hallmark movie was <laughs> the wedding planner mystery was that the first one the very first one and that was ron oliver mm-hmm. right and then, right. then he invited me later on for another one where i just played a weatherman but right. uh you know I, ron is a uh, He's a fixture up here, but he lives in Palm Springs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Real funny guy. He's great to work with. Everybody just loves him. He's, uh, I think, in fact, I think you were in uh, Wish for Christmas, where you played quite a rude executive, I might say. You were very annoying. Oh, and rude. You're right. That was Christy Will Wolf. Yes, yes, yep. that's correct. Yep. Yeah. And yes. I think it was. Yeah, and, and I've worked with her about it. I've done about four movies. Yeah. And then that she, was uh, Lacey Chabert and, and Paul Green. And then your yep. next movie, I think, was Every Christmas Has a Story. That's the one. That was with Ron Oliver. And your character's name was Paul Green. So I wondered if that was... I, isn't it funny? <laughs> I, I, uh, when I did uh, my last movie with Paul Green, which was Fit for Christmas, I think, was mm-hmm. my last. We, we've done about four movies together. And I said, Paul, do you realize on that movie that my character's name was Paul Green? He said... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, didn't even know that. I thought it was Ron Oliver's sense of humor. I think I don't know. Well, who knows? Might be. You never know. I mean, that that leads me to. I don't know if we can jump ahead to Chesapeake Shore. Yes, we yes, do we want to can. talk about yeah. that. Go right ahead. But, yeah, but you know that that picture that I sent you of that fella standing next to me with all that electronic gear on mm-hmm. him. Yeah, his name was Frank Devine, and he's the. Um, what do they call it? Digital image technician. Yes. I first time I ever heard of it. He says, Mark, I'm, I'm the dit. And I went, the dit? What the heck is that? <laughs> <clears throat> and he explained to me his job. And I still can't tell you what it is, but I, I know it has something to do with keeping, you know, the image stable, you know, in, in digital for the camera department. But he introduced himself and said, I, my name is Frank Devine. I said, wait a minute. That's my name as the mayor. That's, that was because this was my first episode, and, and it was Frank Devine. And I said, he, I said, I forgot what I said, but he, he told me he said it's the the running gag here around Chesapeake Shores. It's it's everybody loves to name the new characters and the recurring characters after crew members. That's so funny. That's true. Isn't that so funny? Because they did have a character named uh, Terry Ingram. Yeah. We laughed at that. I said, well, Terry Ingram's the director, and there's now there's this woman yes, named Terry, Terry Ingram. Ingram. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She, yeah. I didn't realize that, that your name was from the crew. That's great. That is great. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you could probably, you know, if you really have absolutely nothing to do one evening, that would be fun to, <laughs> to, 
you know, to tech that out. I know, just just find all the ones. Now, speaking of Chesapeake Shores, that's one of our favorite series. series. We've rewatched it, binge watched it a few times, and and uh, over the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the the writing is just incredible. The the scenery, yikes! We we have not been to the island yet. No, and that's on our bucket list for yeah. sure. And the scenes I did, you know, maybe give a few speeches or talk to some people, yeah. and that was about it. You are the backbone of this community. You remember that line? <laughs> Your family is the backbone of this community, and you said it to every family. <laughs> That was the guy. Isn't that funny that you remember that? I'm, I'm absolutely, I, I'm both astounded and flattered at the same time. Wow. Thanks. Now, you did tell me one of the first things I asked you was, do you have the cardboard cutout of you <laughs> as the mayor when you did that scene of the fountain, saving the fountain? Yeah. Where That's in the world? That's why I sent you that picture. I know. Of We're going to put that, that up. Me and the cutout. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I don't. I, I don't have it. Did they just take a snap of you, or was that like a screenshot from part of the video, or because it, no, or no, they tell um, you to look like that? Uh, no, I had a photo session um, at, at at the costume department. So after I got my fitting, then I had to just you know take all the clothes off and put on what they thought I was going to wear on the day. Yeah, and I had to do a whole bunch of like these kinds of shots. Yeah, yeah. But you know. oh, that's your, funny. Your face was. So- you must have cracked up when you saw the giant cardboard of yourself, though. I mean, that must have been... Oh, I, actually, I wanted to run and hide. You know? it, was just, <laughs> well, you know, it was not the most complimentary-looking thing, but that's what, they, that's what they wanted. That's what they were That's doing. true. The last time it's seen, you were walking off with it, so I, we figured you, you just took it right to your car. We weren't sure, so... <laughs> I don't know. It went somewhere else, I guess. Nobody but. should see this again. But your yeah, scene... I've, I've had a few cardboard cutout things from other shows, and I, I really don't keep them. Uh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, it's just clutter. Yeah. A- auction it off for charity. Yeah, and, and it would be creepy if someone walked into your house and go, oh, look at this. In that show, we, we, we mm-hmm. really, as we say, really enjoy the show. So you play the mayor in that show. Tell us a little bit right. about the, the, you know, the working nature of that set and working with some of the actors in that show then. Mm. Uh, I, well, for one thing, I can't say enough good about about treat um i was just oh my goodness it's like my heart was ripped out of my chest when we heard we were barbara and i were filming miss christmas comes to town on the very day the news came so you know i i was wondering my god is she going to be able to get through the day but bless her heart she just she just pumped it up and and was present but to her credit, you know, she she pulled it together and got through the day. Yeah. What was yeah. it like on set with with Tree? What was that like working with him? Well, like I said, first of all, he always made me feel <clears throat> excuse me very welcome when I arrived. Just always so welcoming and such a consummate pro. He loved to run lines, you know, beforehand and, and rehearse. And he was very strong, very prepared. And then one scene, which unfortunately they they cut out. The, the, the executive producer apologized and said, Mark, we didn't have enough time for your scene with Tree. Mm-hmm. My very first scene was supposed to have been with him. Uh, and it was in a bar, in a, in a pub that he was opening up. And he wanted to uh, press me for a, a liquor license. And this whole scene was based on that. And we needed more time because after the end of our lines, we were still walking across the pub. And they wanted to cover that visually, but 
they needed some lines. So he and I began saying the craziest lines together, just improving back and forth. And he said, that painting, by the way, was done by Herman Gehring. And I turned <laughs> to him and said, well, that's great. Probably while he was bowling, right? And, you know, and we, we just said these crazy, we just cracked up and just like, kind of bonded from, <laughs> from that great. moment. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, super guy. He it's was just, marvelous in that show. You know, he was, and and when I watched him work, even when I wasn't in his scenes, but I happened to be around, I would watch him and go, my God, he makes it look so effortless. But I know where that effortless comes from. I know what that, that look is because he worked hard at it elsewhere. Hmm. And he made it look like there was no, you know, labor involved. He, he was that good. Wow. Well, yeah. you know, speaking of effortless, uh, when we rewatched your scenes with Barbara Niven and uh, uh, Miss Christmas, how effortless you two were with each other, and how uh, it just seems so easy for you to be in that scene, and and how you have such—I said to Michael, I said he has such control over his face. How do you? I mean, that's a gift. Really? You have such you control know, funny, over I, your face. I can't watch myself because I feel I don't have control over it. Uh, no, I th- I think you'd be wrong yeah. there because I thought every little it's like your your face just said everything. It was like that scene with uh, Diane Ladd in in uh, Chesapeake Shores. I think you're sitting on the bench, and then your cardboard cutouts there. She, and she brings much, them up. It's pretty yeah. funny. But you're got, you're sitting there and, and you're having a scene with her, and I'm thinking. You know, you're just, it. Uh, it's like that, too. Your face was really good, and you were just, you know, really, I was wondering what that would be like to, to work with an actress like that. She was really interesting in that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, was she great? Uh, she's so good. I mean, she's, you know, she reminds me of British actors. She's British good, mm-hmm. you know, where everything is absolutely concise. You know, the people a little bit more fluid. Like Barbara Niven, on the other hand, is more fluid. You know, she'll move around a little bit, you know, she'll, yeah, you don't know quite where she's going, but that kind of acting makes me attentive, which is good because then I'm not getting in my head and thinking about where I'm going next. I'm just responding. When we come back, we'll talk more with Mark Brandon about his acting philosophy and his experiences on When Calls the Heart. Hallmark Cafe is brought to you by us, the Killins. Visit thekillins.com to hear singles and tracks from our albums. And look for Diane's single, Tonight I'm Gonna Fall in Love with You. Our theme song. On your favorite streaming platform. Remember, that's thekillins.com. T-H-E-K-I-L-L-E-N-S. I know that I'm in your heart right now. And I know that I'm on your mind. I don't know what I would do. That look of love in your eyes Maybe there's no guarantee For this love between you and me We are really enjoying our visit with Mark Brandon. He's such a delight. Let's get right back to the table. What I learned when I started making these movies down south is I'd be looking in the back in L.A. days, I'd be looking at the actors on set, and I'd say, boy, you're not really doing much. And then I'd get, I'd look at the daily and say, wow, it's all right there. 
you know, it it's doesn't, there. It doesn't Isn't look like that magical. Yeah, it's magical. Like they're not really doing anything, but then they are when you see it because it's so minute the stuff that you guys do. You know, and I thought I was thinking of that when I was watching the Miss Christmas. I thought you really had that going on with with Barbara. I thought that that was a really marvelous, as you talked about, pairing. Mm-hmm. And I could see the subtle work of, that both of you were doing. That was yeah. just great. I mean, that's that's well, really what's all about. That. That's, yeah. that's what I strive for. You know, every now, every everything I do now, as I keep telling myself in my close-ups, just before you know the the camera's rolling, as I say, Mark, simplicity and honesty, simplicity and honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's makes what sense. I tell myself. Wow. You know, and that allows me to open up and be seen. I think. You know, you know who really gave me an insight into that was Deborah Winger. Um, because when I worked all day with her, I mean, I would sit there on the sidewalk for hours before she and I even did our scene. And when we walked to the set and, and did our scene, um, you know what crazy thought rolled through my head? I, 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 while this camera's rolling and then we're doing lines, I'm going, this thought kind of superseded my lines and just said, my God, she's just the same as out there on the sidewalk. That was a big lesson, you know, is, is be yourself. And, and again, it goes back to listening. I think the best exchanges are when you, you know, get rid of your own stuff and, and just simply be present. That's why I keep telling myself simplicity and honesty every time I do a close-up. That's my, that's my mantra. You know, kind of like keep your head down and, and, you know, your elbows together, whatever they say for golf swing, same thing. Well, that That's worked, magic. certainly worked in that movie. The, the, yeah. the scenes you got, to me, favorite scenes in the movie, actually. Uh, they you. worked, worked really well together. So I hope you guys do get another chance to do, do more work together because yeah. you were really great. So, yeah. Do you have to uh, audition still? Do you get a lot of calls where you're just cast in parts or is there still a lot of auditioning for you? I get what are called offers, as you know, one or two a year. You know, never, never more than two. Um, and it's one of those things where my agent will call me and said, I just got a call from such and such casting director. Uh, are you, are we available for April 3rd through the 5th? And I go, holy cow, you kidding? I'm unemployed. Of course I'm unemployed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and those are, those are wonderful. Those are like stocking stuffers, you know, uh, to, to get a job without having to audition, but to, to answer your question fully. Yeah. I, I, uh, otherwise read for everything. And lots of times the producers still have to submit our audition to network for approval down in Studio City. So, you know, that's a, that, that takes a while, you know, right. They, huh. uh, and and what, what I mean, it takes a while, it takes a while for them to see you again and again and again. And then when they see how dependable you are, and how, if your work's good, then yeah, they start throwing these bigger things at you. One of the questions I had was, is there a difference between between being on a Hallmark movie set that's a, a rom-com and a Hallmark movie set that's a mystery? Mm. Yeah, there is a difference, but it's not huge. But there's a, there's a, a nuanced difference. I, I'd say the rom-coms are lighter uh, and the mysteries are just a little bit heavier. And I noticed that doing, um, doing soaps and, and sitcoms down in Los Angeles. I did a sitcom 
I'd leave that studio higher than a kite, bouncing off the walls, feeling so good, because we've been laughing all day. And then you leave us soap, and it's so sullen, you know, and there's all that sin and suffering. You know? See, I told you there's yeah. a lot of sin and suffering, those soaps, yeah, dear. I don't true, know. I know. And can you give me your best, you know, how they end a scene in a soap? They, the, the person has to, like, freeze and do some sort of face. <laughs> give me your best face soap opera ending. What would it be? Like, it's yeah, like they, uh, all you need to do is just uh, look away and sometimes look back. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. great. That's good. That is <laughs> true. That, that's, that's, great. that's such that's a true. standard technique. Yeah. You know? We should talk about uh, When Calls the Heart. Oh. That was a sizable part, playing the governor. The governor. The evil governor. Evil governor. Corrupt governor. <laughs> Corrupt governor. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. I, I, I wrote the executive producer, Brian Bird, because uh, we're friends on Facebook. And I just wrote him. I said, Brian, I've been wanting to get on your show for years. Thank you so very much. I'm just absolutely thrilled. And I was, I was being genuine. Um, and he wrote back and says, yeah, Mark, we're glad to have you as the governor. He says, I'm just so sorry it's, you're so corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, as uh, Henry Gowan will tell you, one of the characters, there's always room for redemption. <laughs> there is, yeah. On, uh, and Martin, calls the heart. I, I, I work with Martin on uh, Riverdale. Ah, he played the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, when, when calls the heart, tell us about the experience of working in the, because we've been to that set before, the town. Oh, you yeah. have? Yeah. 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 So we've been up there. So a wonderful place. And so it's kind James of like you're in this world, this world away from the world, right? Like a bubble. Oh, it is. It's, it, it really is neat. I, you know, I, number one, I, I think being a history buff, you love doing period stuff because you're in period costumes. And, you, and all you need to do is just put on that outfit and you, boom, you feel transported back into time. There's no acting involved. Just, you know, same thing. Just be honest and just be in your period costume. Do you, do you remember specifically working with some of the actors? I, I was noticing that you were in a movie, which I can't remember, with Julie Gonzalo and uh, uh, McNally. And that was where they met. Oh, I think they met on um, The Sweetest Heart, where he played a doctor. Yeah, that's the one I think I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he, he, he told me when I got to the set of When Calls the Heart, he says, by the way, Julie and I, uh, we're partners now. We have a kid. I go, holy mackerel, that was fast. You know? <laughs> a real romance. I always yeah. like working with Chris. Real, real subtle. And he's one of those types of actors that doesn't have so much going on that you can't follow me. I mean, you can, he leads you in. He's, he's, he's great. He's subtle. I love the way he works. And, uh, I just had one scene with him in that, that movie. I played his supervisor as a cardiologist or something. Right. Right. Do you have any other favorite scenes or other moments you can tell us about being on when calls the heart? One thing that I'd like to mention is almost a shout out to Chris McNally because, uh, he was so kind when we were rehearsing, I should have sent you that photo, you know, of us rehearsing the governor's arrival because he could see that I was clearly struggling. So getting out of a Model A, you know, and trying to get to the ground gracefully was, was not a, an easy thing to do. Um, but it wasn't in the script, but he, he came forward and offered his hand to help me down, which they kept in the show. And I thought, well, brilliant. And I thanked him for the help, you know, but he just generously provided that without asking. Yeah. He came forward and did that. I, that's what I admire about Chris. He's a he's a real he's a real guy. He's a real. That, that's oh. part of that listening. You're you're not just listening to the words. You're listening to everything, which would mean watching 
And uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Listen and watch. Yeah, I think that's the law of good acting. Listen and watch. L A W. Now here's here, the full circle question: Did you ever play a fireman in a movie? Isn't that funny? Never. Interesting. Because you could definitely yeah. play a captain. You know. Oh, definitely. And then besides that, they'd they'd have a free consultant on set. That's, that's right. Right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I could say, hey, you're, you're holding you're holding those hose wrenches wrong or something. I, I would spot that number. Thank you very much for Thank being with so us much. today. We've just had a great time. So, Oh, yeah, feelings mutual. Yeah, same here. Thank you. And we look forward to whatever your next part on a Hallmark movie is. Please let us know. Uh, you know what? Because it's the big three zero, I think I'll, I'll let you know, Beth. Please do. <laughs> That's Thank right. We'll be, just be rest assured that we and our listeners will be watching. And, uh, that would be fantastic. I'd, I'd appreciate that, guys. Thanks. Thank you for all your work. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. And, and yeah, thanks. Really had a good time. We hope you all enjoyed this interview with Mark today. We had such a great time. And we just know his success will continue. I think so. What a great guy. I, I know. I could just imagine how smooth and how funny he is on any set and how great he must be to work with. I know. <laughs> He's so interesting. And I wonder how many people know that he used to be a fireman. I, I find I, that interesting. I know. I, that's one of the things I love about doing interviews is that with all the research we do, we find out things and we go, wow, I didn't know that. And I know. And we originally talked on Facebook when we figured out that we grew up two towns over from each other in Orange right, County right. and even went to the same college, which was right. pretty funny. <laughs> so. Exactly. And uh, I just I just love the stories he had to tell. I so. did too, yeah. And be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on our Instagram page. And join us on our Facebook group where we will also put up some video snippets because it's too funny not to share. Uh, the moment when Mark does his uh, incredible soap opera face. That was hilarious. <laughs> know and he, his posing for his cardboard cutouts and a few extra pictures we've got some pictures yeah those are fun so that does it for this really fun episode of the hallmark cafe where love is always on the menu hallmark cafe is a copyrighted program produced by high horse productions our theme song was written and performed by diane killen and the hallmark cafe illustration was created by daniel killen be sure to find Hallmark Cafe on Instagram and check out our Facebook group.